Shmois Sheni, Pasik Yudches. Okay? It's also very fitting in today's Hayim Yoyim. He says every day you have to learn the Porsche Chumash Rashi, besides Chitas, even before Chitas. In addition to Rambam. But the Rebbe brings down the Hayim Yoyim from the Alta Rebbe. Dark here. Pasik Yudches. Okay? Sheni. Pasik Yudches. Vayikra. Melech Mitzrayim. So the king of Egypt called Lamiyaldis to the midwives. Those are the two midwives. Rashi said yesterday, those were Shifra and Pua, uh, that the Pasuk says that was really Yechavid and Miriam. So they called the two Miyaldis, the two midwives, and he said to them, Why have you done this thing? And you have enabled the boys to live. Meaning, Rashi said before they would supply them with food and water. Not only did they not listen to Paris decree, Paris said that they should throw in all the boys. They should, if you see a boy, they should kill him. Right? They should kill all the boys. Not only did they not listen to Paris to kill all the boys. I just wonder, what did Paris want them to kill them? They wanted them to strangle them? You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's so cruel. Even to ask, this is even worse than, than killing them. Asking uh, them to go ahead and kill them, you know, asking Yochavid and Miriam to go ahead and kill the boys. So Pari summons them and he says, "How come you didn't do and you let the children live? Because not only did they not kill them, but they actually helped them along, gave them the food." So the midwife said to Pari, that the uh, the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women. They are themselves skilled as midwives. Before the midwife can come to them, they give birth beforehand. That means they don't need the midwives, basically. And therefore, they're basically saying, we can't do anything about it, because we're not even there to deliver the babies. Maybe they figured that midwives, when they deliver the babies, they can do some tricks or not take care good of the babies, it's easy to get to get to, to kill them. Zakrashi kichoyes heinos. Zakrashi it means bekiyos kmeyaldis. They are as skillful as the uh, as the midwives. And Rashi says the targum of meyaldis chayosa. The translation, the targum of the word meyaldis is chayosa. So chayos means meyaldis. But our teachers, they had another drasha. They said that they are, they have been uh, made, they're an example, they have been an example, they've been made a marshal uh, to the animals of the field. They don't need midwives. Do animals need midwives? Animals just give birth by themselves. And they are they are like animals, they are like the animals don't need midwives. We were they compared. We were they brought an example. Where they been compared to animals. So we just learned in the end of the parsha, Gur Arye. We learned Gur Arye Yehuda. Remember, like a cub and a lion. Then we learned about Binyam. It says Zeiv Yitrov. He was like a wolf that will devour. Or in Dvarim by Yaakov's blessings, by Moshe's blessings, Bechoyer Shoyroi. You know that pasuk in Dvarim Gimel Yudzayin. 
Then we have about Naftali, it says, is a Yolo Shlucha. That's the Brach of Naftali. Now in the Rashi itself, we need to figure out why Rashi jumps from the proof of Bracious, brings the Pasuk of Yehuda, then brings the Pasuk of Binyamin, and then goes to Naftali. But the Pasuk of Naftali comes actually before, in between Yehuda and Binyamin. Um... I don't know, just, 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 just what comes to mind quickly, then Yehuda and Naftali, uh, um, those are uh, both sons of Leah, whereas Naftali is from the Shvachas. I'm not sure if this has anything to do. And then he brings in the Bechayr Shoydoy from, from Dvarim. And I have to go back and see, are there any other animals mentioned in, in, uh, in the, in the Pesukim over there? But anyways, Umisha Le'nichtabay, Rashi says, whoever even did not write by them anything that makes them a moshul, makes them an example, compares them to the animals, Hariakosuf called them, but the Pasik included them. Because it says in Pasik, it says, Rashi touched over there that he blessed them means that he blessed them all with all the blessings. So each one got everybody's blessings. So, meaning that everybody was compared to the animals. And further, it's written in Yechesk Yutas base, Ma Imcha Lovi. How was your mother a lioness? Sort of, it's a it's an expression with regards to the Yid. Now, I don't understand really why Rashi has to bring so much evidence from the Tukim. I mean, this was a, a discussion that we're paraphrasing what the Miyaldi taught Fari. They said to them that they were example, they were compared to the Chayis. Uh, or it seems like according to the Rabbi Seinu, it's not that that was she was saying. The Medrash says that they were compared to Chayis, but that wasn't in the discussion of that they didn't say that to Pharaoh, because otherwise, why do we need to bring proofs? You know where they were compared. It's different if we're saying that the pasuk is saying that they are compared to Chayis, and then we're trying to find where were they compared to Chayis versus this is what they told to Pharaoh. So Hashem did good to the Mialdis. What does it mean that Hashem did good to the, to the Mialdis? We'll see in the next Pasuk. What did Hashem do to them when He made them good? But And the people multiplied and they became very strong. Okay. Now. I don't know where this Pasik comes in here, let's do the Rashi. What is the coming all of a sudden? In the middle of the story, then we'll see in the next Pasik. Vayetev, Zatrashi Hatev Lohem, he bestowed goodness upon them. Um, and now we're going to um, skip the Digduk Rashi for now. Um, where Rashi is, um, is, is, is talks about the uh, the word of Vayetev. Uh, that there is two youths over there, and uh, and 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 at the different uh, place, but we'll we'll leave the Rashi, we'll leave the Rashi for now, but we'll do it another time. And what is the goodness? So the pasuk says, Now that the Miyaldis, that the midwives feared Hashem. And they didn't do 
what Pari told them, Bayas Lohem Botim, and he made houses for them. Now, again, I, I'm wondering, you know, I mean, what basically, what, what did Pari tell them to do? Pari told them to kill the kids, right? Mm-hmm. What, what happens if a person tells you, you know what, that, you know, like this, if a person tells you, you know, if you don't kill somebody, you're going to get killed. They're not allowed to kill the other person. So I don't understand really what Pari wanted for them, that they should go kill the babies. Right? So I don't understand why this is considered so it'd be such a big thing, Yordam Yavu says Olikim. What were they supposed to do? Kill the babies? So on the account that they're gonna get killed, you're not allowed to kill anybody on the account that you're gonna get killed. So it seems to be that so what is it and the Pasik makes says something by Ikiyoro Amyaldisalikim that when they feared God by Yas Lambotim. Let's first see what Rashi says by Yas Lambotim. What do Yas Lambotim? Rashi Bote Kuhuna Olivia. Houses over here doesn't mean some houses, Hashem made them houses, like nice houses. If it meant regular houses, the Rebbe points out, he should have said, Vayivan Lahem Botim, he built them houses, or something. Vayas Lahem Botim comes out that they deserve for something very special that they did. So what was the special thing that they did? They used to make them Bote Kuhuna Olivia. Meaning that the houses of priesthood and houses of Levia, Umalchus, and also kingdom, Shekruim Botim, they are called houses also. In other words, Hashem made that the Kohanim and Levim and the Malchus should come from them, as Rashi will say in a minute. Where do we see that it's called, Malchus is called houses, and, 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 and Kuna Levia? It says, Vayiven as base Hashem, as base Hamelech. So it says, and he built the house of Hashem and the house of the king. That's his Malachim Aleph Tes Aleph. So the uh, the base Hashem is um, is um, is that's where the Kohanim and Levim serve. So that's called the Potim because that's the base Hashem in, in 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 where you serve Hashem. So he made them a base Hashem, basically. For them, the house that they their children will be serving as Kahanim Levim, and also Beis Hamelach made the Malchus. And Rashi says, Kuhuna Levim Yechavet. Kuhuna Levim came from Yechavet. That was Shifra. Was Yechavet? We said before one of the Miyaldis, because Yechavet married uh, Amram, and Amram gave birth to Moshe and Aaron. So uh, Moshe was the. Uh, what? It happened after the brachas Yaakov. That's right. This is after the brachas Yaakov gave him. After he got cursed. Like, but they, in this case, these women merited to be the mothers of Levi Mukahanim because Yechavit was the mother of Moshe and Aaron. Moshe was the Levi, and Aaron was the Koyen, and his children were Kahanim and Levi. Well, Malchus and Miriam. And Malchus comes from Miriam because Miriam uh, was married to Kalev, and then eventually from her comes Yehuda. This was the bottom that they wished to make them, gave them the schus that they should be the founders from, from these houses. Um, 
And also, the, Rashi learns that this was something special because it's not building houses and it was Kiyoram Yaldis because they feared Hashem. I'm thinking maybe in Pashtus, one of the things why the Posse keeps on mentioning is because that's the additional thing what they did. Uh, because it wasn't just that they didn't kill them. But it was that they actually were able to give them uh, support them, they helped them survive. And also the Rebbe brings out in the Sikha that Shifra and Pua, that's Yechev and Miriam, it's not only that they served as midwives, because how could two people serve as midwives for the entire nation? But they were mostly, they were like an encouragement. And they were a support system for the entire Jewish people, so they should have to want babies. How would people even want to have children in such a situation? Then, you know, the children are getting killed and everything else. So why would they even want to have kids? So they, it's not only that they didn't kill them, but it's actually that he made um, he made them, um, they, they supported everybody, and they encouraged everybody, so it was a lot more than that. And that was the Yoru Elikim, Yoram Yalzalikim, and I think maybe that's why the Pussy keeps on saying also that they supported the children. So they went a lot more than not. Uh, yeah, and also, you know, they could have like run away or something or not want responsibility. They stood there, they took responsibility, and still they did what they were supposed to. You know, maybe they didn't want to kill, they, they could have left. But they talked back to Pari. Pari says, How come you doing so? So they answered him. Base. So now, what are you asking? Why didn't they leave the? Why do you only want to kill the boys and not the girls? So we learned yesterday in Rashi. Rashi says that um, that the girl that the that his stargazers told him that the Jewish uh, one who's going to save the Jews is going to be a boy. He's going to save them. He wanted to kill them. Yeah, but he, he was, that's going to take a long time for the boy to be married and have children. But he was worried immediately, so they told him that it's the boys. Yeah, but the second time he started, he said that the boys... Oh, now we're going to say. Okay, so now we're doing the second time. So, So now Padre told all of his people, saying. Now, before he was telling the Yiddish people, now he's telling his own nation. No, I have a question. Yeah? Kol habein hayiloid... He's telling them all the sons. But say if he has a boy, people that are married already have a boy. Right. People that are already married have a boy. Okay. Then was, um, Wait, they already had a boy? No, but he, he, he heard that what? That he's going to be born. So, because Rashi says that his target says that it's destined to be born a son. It wasn't, uh, he wasn't born yet. Here's Amun. He wasn't really born. He says he's going to be born. He's going to be born a son who's going to help, who's going to help them. That's what he was trying to prevent. So that son that was supposed to be born, and that's why he ordered them to throw in all the, all the Jewish children into the thing. But now, we're going to see. Now he's talking to all of his people, and he's telling them, "Call all the sons that are born, throw them into the river." Now, before he didn't tell them to throw them to the river. What did he tell them before? Before he told them to kill them. I guess they're going to kill them. He didn't tell them to put them to the river. He says to kill them. I guess he wanted the midwives, you know, they should do a trick. You know, while they're being born, it's easy to kill them. But he says here that all the sons that are born throw into the river. 
Now he says, V'chol habas t'chayun, and all the daughters uh, you shall allow to live. Now, in this place, uh, um, this this was a gezer, Rashi says, let's do the Rashi. V'chol amoy, Zokta Rashi, af aleyim gozar, he also decreed on them. Yoyim shenoylad Moshe, the day that Moshe was born, omru loyitz tagninov, hayoyim noylad Mashiach. Today their, their Savior was born. But they added, We don't know if it's Jewish or from the Egyptian. So they said, We don't know if it's Egyptian or it's Jewish. And we see that in the end he's going to be beaten, he's going to get punished with water. That really meant what? We're going to see Rashi because in the end Moshe Rabbeinu was punished because of the main Meriva because of the water of uh, argument where Moshe Rabbeinu hit the stone instead of speaking to the stone we'll see by there. but they saw that he's going to be beat by water they didn't know exactly so the that's why on that day he decreed also the Egyptian because he said today is Noila, today was born so they said all the sons who was born, I mean, who's, I don't know why he doesn't say past tense, it means today. All the sons that are Yiloid that is born today, throw them into the river. And, the Fikr Gazer, that's why he decreed on the day of Mitzrim, Shinamar, Kola Ben Hayilid, all the sons. Doesn't say all those born to the Ivrim. They did not know that at the end, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be smitten for the main Meriva, not by the water. Now, this is a little bit difficult to understand. If they knew in the stargazers that he's going to be um, a savior, how is he going to help him that he's going to be beaten by water? I mean, that he won't be able to save them. But this seems like there's a natural way and there's a way to get around it. I mean, the same thing is in the previous Rashi when they said they saw that the is going to be born a, a Jewish savior. So if it's going to be born, how is Paris' decree going to help? It means he's going to be born regardless. As actually it happened. The stargazers talk so properly as you see soon. Um, not exactly, but they know a little bit. And he ended up being a Mashiach Shal Yisrael. But apparently, when they see the stargazers or the different things that they were able to see and predict are only natural things. But they're not things that they really have to happen. Ta- so they think. Do you think? Like, he even know Quran? Or if he's going to be, go up and he's going to be a Jewish savior, how could he stop it? That's right. But he, but he, he thought he doesn't know. In other words, that's the natural, the way the stars and the way Hashem created the world in a natural way. Certain things but of course, they don't have to happen that way. I mean, otherwise, if they have to happen, why did he think that he's going to be able to interfere with it? If that has to happen. Yeah, so, but he thinks that there's change as things get changed around from what they were supposed to happen. But the Rebbe makes a point from this Pasuk, even though this Pasuk talks about also the Egyptian, but the Rebbe makes a, post, a point that says, V'chol abas t'chayun. You see, in the previous Psukim, it's, it, it doesn't say Abbas Tichayun. Over there it says V'choya, she will live. Tichayun means more of an active role. It's not just uh, you shall allow to live, Tichayun, 
but it also means tichayun, you should give life. The Rebbe said that the Gezeir of Paray was a twofold. First of all, he wanted physically the children drown. And even those that remain, he wants that their chayis, their levedikite, their vitality should be come from Paray. Tichayun, that the Amoy, the nation of Paray, they should be the ones that will be mechayi, they will give life to them. And also the Rebbe explains what does it mean throwing them into the river. The river, the Nile River was the Avedizora of Mitzrayim. They wanted them to get the culture. They wanted to get them the ideas of Mitzrayim. And same thing we have Mitzrayim. We have Mitzrayim on different levels. Because even today, like, there are certain ideas that people in America think is the most important thing in life and what's what one has to do, they know and they tell you and they have ideas, it's the culture. That's the Avedizora. They worship it. They worship money, they worship success, they worship ego, they worship all these different kind of things that they think are most important. And they say, let's throw in the sun into that, uh, into that river and make sure that our children will grow up and they will have that kind of ideas. But the truth of the matter is, we have our values. We have our own value system. We have the Torah value system, the Eivishter value system, and we know that we are not under the uh, guise of, or the, the direct uh, of Pari. And that's what the Rebbe teaches means also, that even the, the children that want to live a life, they want them to give them the life. That's the Rebbe teaches the Bastachayun. Okay, Pasuk Aleph. So so a man from the house of Levi, and uh, we'll see this man of the house of Levi, his name is Amram. Yeah, because remember Levi had three sons, Gershon, Kahos, and Merori. And Kahos had four sons, one of them was Amram. So Amram was Mibes Levi, he was from the house of Levi, which means he had Kahos, and um, um, and, and his father caused was like Pasukalif. But you asked before, you asked a pretty good question based on this Rashi. We'll see. It seems like you asked a good question before. Um, it seems like he was already. Rashi is going to say he was already married to her. Okay, so let's do the Rashi. Then we'll see because we want to. We want to find out now. We want to find out. Um, Hashem gave her a gift that the Bote Kahuna Levio came from uh, from them, but she was already married. But the fact that the Levi she had Levi afterwards, maybe that was the gift that he, she, Hashem gave her as a reward. Yeah, but I was already born. Let's see. We we'll see the Rashi. and so he goes. Levi. He marries the daughter of Levi. Who is the daughter of Levi? That was Yochebed. Levi, when she was Yochebed, was one of the people that was counted amongst the 70 people that were entered into Mitzrayim from Canaan. But Yochebed wasn't actually born then yet. Like when you look at the Pesach over there, there's one person missing. The Torah says 64 people. There's only 63. I mean, there's, I mean the Torah says uh, by, the, by the, all the children of, of, of Leah... Over there in the Pasuk sums it up, I forget, 30, whatever, 33, or 34, whatever the number there is. And then you take a look, you see there's one missing. Rashi points out, you don't find. Rashi says, that's talking about Yechevet. Yechevet was born in Mitzrayim, but she was conceived outside. We'll see in the Rashi, Rashi will say. So this is talking about Yechevet, that was the Bas lady. Let's do the Rashi. 
and he married her of Levi. He has separated from her. Why? Because of the decree of Pare. So he actually didn't want any children. So he said, no children. Why? Who didn't want? Uh, Amram. The, the, ben, the, the best, the Ishmael slave didn't want any children anymore. Because of Elokha. He goes back and he remarries her. So Vayikach as Baslevi means he took her again. He remarried her. Zel Vayelach. And this means he went. Why does he say he went? Why does Ishmael Baslevi have to go? He should just said the Ishmael Baslevi, Lokach Baslevi. When did he go? So Trashi Shaholach Baatzas Bitoi. Because he went means he followed. He went in the advice. He took the advice of his daughter. She said to him, She says, Your decree is even more difficult than Pare. In Pare goes Ras Chorim. Pare, if Pare decreed on the males that they should be killed, you also decreed on the, on, the, on the girls. But actually, Pare never succeeded in his Gzair against the Zachorim. He said the Mialdis didn't listen to him, at least that time. But maybe that was already for the second decree. Yeah, decree is a decree, but the decree was said to throw them in for only one day. A decree doesn't always mean that it's committed. Like people do it, people listen. Yeah, but he he, he didn't want to risk. Decree. But he didn't want to risk. So Be'achazira Rashi says he returned her. But also Balukuchim Shnim, he took her a second time. He married her a second time. She turned turned in to be. A Naira. She turned like very young. She became young. Yochavet oh, okay. uh, turned in become very young. 130. <laughs> she was 130 years at that time. She was born when she came into Mitzrayim. Between the walls. Between the walls means as soon as she entered into Mitzrayim. And they were 210 years in Mitzrayim. Right? How old when he went out? So Moshe was 80 years, right? So we got to go 80 years back. Moshe was her son, was Yechevet's son, right? So how much now we're going to re- re- read the story? 80, 80 minus 210 is 130. So that's how we get that Yechevet was 130 years old uh, at that point. Okay? The Koira Isa Bas Levi. Why is he called the daughter of Levi? She was a woman already. She wasn't the daughter of Levi. That represents the fact that she became a very young again. She was like a daughter. She was very young. That's an expression of the Torah tells very young. Pasuk Beis. Vatara Isha. And the woman conceived. She became pregnant. Vatayled Bain. She gave birth to a son. Vatayled Isa. And she saw him. Ki Toivhu. That he was good. How could she see that he was good? Was in Rashi. This is later up. So she hid him for three months. What does it mean she hid him for three months? Because since she just got married, we'll see soon, they didn't know that she, um, that she was pregnant, she conceived that she had a baby. So she hid the fact that she had a baby. But she was only able to hide him for three months. She was able to hide him. We'll see Rashi right there. What does it mean, Kitoivu? She saw that it was good. Rashi, Kshanel, when he was born, it's Mala Abayis Kuloira. The whole house was filled with light. Uh, the Rebbe represents what it means the house was filled with light. Because Moshe Rabbeinu made it light for everybody. Because Moshe Rabbeinu's lifetime, 
he was a leader, and he made everybody's life light. So his birth is also made something which was life for everybody. She could not hold him, hide him any longer, more than three months. And Rashi is going to explain. So she took for him a reed basket, and she smeared it with clay and with pitch. She put the baby in it. And she put it on the marsh. That's where the grows the side al at the edge of the Nile. She didn't put it into the actual Nilos. We'll see because she couldn't put it in the actual Nilos because the Nilos was an Avedizara. She not a lot of she didn't want to use the Avedizara to hide uh, even moisture, so she put it on the side of the Avedizara. But by this that's called Svasayar, the edge, the marsh at the Nile River. Edge. She put it on the side of the river. You know what, like when you say, I'm sure it's Svasayim, it's like mine. Why is it Svasayim? That's my lips over there. That's the edge. But the, here Svasayim is the lips. But here he's talking about Svas. The edge. The edge of the, of, the, of, the, of, the, of the river. Now, what was the reason that the Loyoch lay that Svinish couldn't hide it? Zoktashi, Shemonu Lohamit Srim, Meyem Shechzirah. Because they counted her, they wanted to know if she had a baby from the day that he took her back. Usually a woman, the, the Egyptians. Because he married her again, she might have a baby, because she's married now. Right? So the day she took her back, she, she, they counted. Uh, uh, so they counted her, uh, for nine months, right? So nine months later, they're coming to find out, is there a baby over there? She gave birth to him for six months and one day. Moshe Rabbeinu was born only after six months and one day. How is that possible? Because you could have, as placed in the, in the aloha, you could give birth. The baby could be healthy after six months. A woman who gives birth to seven months, can give birth to, you know, chopped up, incomplete months. It doesn't have to be. It says it has to be at least seven months. But the seven months don't have to be full seven months. Six months plus one day, right? So, and they came and inspected on her, the Tisha, after nine months, to check out if she has a baby. But in the meantime, she had the baby ready, and she had it for three months. Why did she have to have him for three months? To educate him the right way? No, she was, it's her baby. So she was trying to protect him because they wanted to take all the babies away. So why couldn't she give birth that eight months and one week to nine months or something like that? No, but then, she'd have, but then the Abishter made it that she'd have three months. Yeah. Why was Moshe made born for six months? There's other reasons for that. But in addition... So that. why did he have to have three months before they would start looking? Because they, because they didn't come to inspect for three months. So who cares? So she can hide him, she can hold her baby. She can hide him from two weeks before. Why at three months? Yeah, started I understand. started looking right after three months? No. So then why... By nine months, they started looking. So... So she had from six to nine months to hold on to her baby. So that she could be... She could be a mother. She can have a baby at home. And then after nine months, they came and they... they then she had to hide it. She didn't. Then she had to... How did he have the food? How did Moshe have the food? What do you mean, when? When he was in the basket. Oh, one second. She didn't was it? She she came and saved him right away. She tried to save him. She was hoping that somebody's going to pick him up. You know, unfortunately, I mean, similar stories happened by the Holocaust. 
you know, when parents were getting uh, taken away, they tried to leave their children with other families and other places, and and a similar kind of an idea. But she she hid them over there. Goyme Zoktrashi, that is Gemi, Beloshen Mishnah. Read, that's Gemi, Blaz Yun Kuguma. Vadovarachu, it's soft. It can withstand both soft things and hard things. So being in the basket, that can withstand. She placed them in there. So now she put Bechoymer Bazefes, and she smeared it with clay and pitch. And Rashi says that the Zephes was Mibachutz. The uh, pitch was on the outside. The tit and the clay was Mibifnim, was on the inside. And the reason is, So that Tzadik should not smell a bad smell of the uh, of the pitch. So that's why the pitch goes on the outside and the um, and the chaimer goes on the inside. But Rashi already said before by the teva that Noyach made of there it says mibifnim and both from the inside and the outside he did it with the zephes. And Rashi says it for two reasons. First of all, because over here there was the tzaddik baby Moshe, she didn't want him to smell it. And second of all, Rashi says over there, because the water of the of the uh, the teva, the mabu, were very strong water. So you needed a strong seal, so you needed the zephyrs from both sides. But over here, with the Nile River, the water was very small. Now, very little was not uh, not... Uh, not, not not very deep and not that very strong. Now we're going to see later on. Initially, she put him on the side of the river, but later on, when the daughter of Pari took him out, yeah, she took him out and she took it out. And she took him out from it. Says Darden, and that it actually like flew along the thing. Like. She took it out because what happened was she put him on the side. And then later on, eventually, it ended up in the, in the, in the she put it on the bank, and then eventually, it ended up into the river. We'll see soon in the Rashi. Well, I thought he's not like going to God. Right, but after, well, we'll see soon what Rashi says with regards to uh, the daughter of Pari. was watching her, so why didn't she take him away? No, she wanted to see what's going to happen. So that was Miriam, not your habit. So why didn't Miriam take him away from uh, place? She couldn't hold him because they, now they, that's another question we have. What, what happened over here? Rashi doesn't say anything. Where were they hiding? The midwives weren't killing them, and this wasn't at the day of the. This, there was another decree now, where where with the Egyptian. This is a third decree. Rashi didn't. We understand. Rashi just says that they counted for her uh, from the day that Amram took her, and she gave birth. So what is the what do they want? But if you know it before, they said that they, they not only they said, to use, So why then? Why is that when Amram died? Why don't they always use? It? See, Rashi said already before uh, that when did he say to them, "Call Aben Right? That was at the day that Moshe Rabbeinu was born. It says right. On the day Moshe was born, they didn't tell him. What did they tell him? They tell him, Hayoyim Noel Mashiach, today he was born. That would happen as soon as he was born, right? So, he says, On that day, right? So that was which day? That was three months before, right? 
because that was when Moshe Rabbeinu was born. If the Astralogian Istagninov had it right, if they had it right, they knew when he was born. Then why they only start checking three months later? They should start checking then if the Moshe was born. Now, and the other thing is, it looks like the Egyptians came checking on her from the time that she was that she has a baby or not. Now, what were they checking about over there? What were they checking about over there? Um, so that's a, that's that's apparently a third gezeira. Another gezeira was. We had one gezeira that the midwife they didn't listen. We have another gezeira at the day. He says, "Call Abena Apparently, they didn't find Moshe Rabbeinu on that day. If they stagnated him right, they couldn't find Moshe Rabbeinu because Moshe Rabbeinu was hidden for another three uh, three months. So why shouldn't they give up? But then, apparently, they made another gezeira, which they were trying to find all the Jewish boys and kill them anyways. And that was separate, but we didn't, Rashi didn't say so anything before that I can tell. Um, and she placed them on the marsh. So, Rashi Loshim Agam. This means a marsh. Suf. Uh, so, we see also the word Kone Vesuf. So, so his sister stood from afar, Ledeya, to know what would be done to him. So Farah's daughter went down to bathe to the Nile. So what it means he went down to, to, to bathe on the Nile? Rashi's going to explain. To bathe on the doesn't mean, means next to the Yoyer. And her maidens were walking along the Nile. So she went into the bathing, into the water. But they were going on the side of the Nile. So she saw the box. Now here it says, where did she see the box? Right? Inside of the Suf. What does the Suf mean? In the midst of the marsh. Suf means the end, but here it means soif, not soif. Here it means the suf, means the midst of the marsh. So it's like over here it says. Now the thing is like this. So I'm not clear exactly. The suf is the marsh, is the area which is in between the dry land and the water. So it seems like she put him in, there's like grass there, it never actually went in the, in, the, uh, in, in, in the Nile itself. It was on the side where there is branch, it didn't just let him float over there. So he was in the midst of the marsh, and she sent her maidservant, so she saw, they didn't see, she saw, she sent the maidservant and she took it. She took the basket. So you have to transpose the word verse. Well Parshain explain it. She descended on the to wash it. Not she descended to uh, wash on the yoir, but she descended to the yoir to wash, to bathe. Ayada Yoir means Eitzel Hayoir, next to the Nile. Kemoi, 
See, the portion of Yoyev is next to me. Vuloshin Yad Mamesh. It comes from the language of a hand. Al Yad means the hand of the Yoyev. She Yad because the hand of the person is close to him. So it means by the hand of the Yoyev. Rabbi Seinu Darshu. So they were going next to on the handle of the of the Yoyev, next to the uh, Nile. Rabbi Seinu Darshu Hoyl Chos L'Shoyin. Misa. That when it says when I it's a language of death. Kemoi, like it says in Bereshit Chafel of Beis, Hinei Anochi Hoylech Lamos. I'm going. Like one says, well, I'm going. I'm leaving. I'm going to die. Hoylechos Lamos. They were going to to die because why? So he said when I say they were going to die. Because they protested uh, against her when she wanted to take the basket. They didn't want to take the basket. Uh, this, the the Pasik actually supports what the sages say. Why would it say that they were walking there? Who cares? That they were walking on the other earth. That this represents how strong Baspari felt. That despite the fact that because they they protested. Um, I don't know, so why were they going to die? Because they weren't allowed to protest against her doing it? Or maybe they were going to tell bad about her to the other people that she's trying to save a baby or trying to take the basket. Why, why, why were her maidens, why were they going to die because they protested against her when she wanted to take the basket? Who said that she's going to die? They're going to die. Because this is the Lashon of Rabbi Seyed uh um, because they protested and, and Rashi says the Pasuk uh, supports this so she said as Amosa as Shivchasa, her servant but Rabbi Seinu Rabbi Seinu learned that means the hand she said her hand her hand she searched out but according to the grammar of Lashon Kodesh, should have been Mem uh, Yoda. They learned Amosa means her hand, that her hand has stretched out many Amos. She wanted to go take him, David helped her hand, and she wanted to help that it was stretched out hard, very far. She opened up the the basket, and she saw him. As I yelled, the child, and there was a child crying, and she had compassion on him. This is a child from the Hebrews. Who did she see? The Krashi? As I yelled, she opened up, and she saw as I yelled. She saw him. And behold, it was a child was was crying. Uh, so it was mean Even though he was an infant, his voice was like that of a lad. He was like a a nar. He wasn't like a baby. It was koilinar. So from here we see that uh, how did she know it was miyali ivrimza? Because she knew there must have been a decree. That's why they were hiding them. And that's why she couldn't hide him anymore. So this was a known thing. Rashi doesn't explain the fairish, but we see that. 
So Pasuk Zayim, Atayim and Achayis Abbas Paray. So the sister says to the daughter Paray, Ha'elich shall I go with Karotzi Loch, and I shall call for you Isha Meinekes, a nursing uh, woman, Minho Ivriyos, from the Hebrews, Pesenik Lachas Hayolot, and she will nurse for you the baby. So why did she all of a sudden offering her Minho Ivriyos? Minho Ivriyos, Malamed, teaches Sheikh Zirosay al Mitzrayis Harba, that she turned him around, that she she was trying to take him around to many Egyptian women. Lenik to nurse Loyonik, he didn't want to nurse. The Vishayos Dabri Mashkina, because he was destined to speak with the Shekhinah, so that's why he wouldn't nurse from a non Jewish woman. Had to be an Ivriyos, a Hebrew woman. Because they weren't Jewish yet, even at the time, it was before Latin Torah, but still had to be from that family for those people. So the uh, Torah Pari sells her, Lech, he go. And Batayla Chalma, so the uh, girl went, Vatikra Sema Yelot, she called the mother of the child. Vatelach Alma, Holcha Bizrizus, calls her Alma because she went Bizrizus uh, with a larcity, a larcity, quickly with Zrizus, with a larcity. Vaalmos and vigor, Kelem, like a youth. It's uh, Alma, like a youthful kind of very quick going. Positive, Vatemulabas Pari. So Paradox says to her, takes this child, and nurse him for me, and I will pay your wages. And the woman took the uh, baby, and she nursed him. means take his She prophesied, she didn't really know what she prophesied. Here is yours. Take yours. It really belongs to you. So the child grew up, but she brought him to. So they didn't search into her house anymore. Cause now no, she now she, no, she took like him. Oh, she had a baby, but they couldn't do anything. He says, "Not my baby. It's Paris' daughter's baby." He gave it to the nurse. Again, I don't know. How the Paris? How Paris not know? She had a husband. Who Bas Paris? She didn't care. She adopted the child. So it said, look what the Pasik says. She brought him. It was to her first son. So it was became a son. It became like her son to 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 uh, She called his name Moshe. But says, for I drew him from the water. Um the Targum renders Shaltich. Which is a Aramic expression of drawing out. It's taking out Similar to the expression, um, uh, like one who draws a hair out of milk. And in Hebrew, is is an expression meaning, I have removed mush. Will not move. So, uh, Menachem classified it this way. In other words, under the root Mosh, in Machberes Menachem. Vani Oimer, and I say Sheinim in Machberes Mosh, that it's not does not belong to the classification of Mosh, Elo, but rather Viyomush, Elo Machberes Mosh Viyomush, Elo Mizeris Mosh Velosh Neitzo. But it comes from the root of pulling, and it's a language of taking out. Chain Shmuel Beis Chabes Yudzayin. You mushain me my rab pulls me out from great waters. 
שאילו היו במחברס מוש הרד בין פרם דרוד ומוש לא יתוכל להם מישי סיו אלא המישי סיו כאשר ימי מן קום הקים אויסי ומן שוב השיב אויסי ומן בו הווי אויסי אוי מישי סיו כמוי ומשתי but Mashisi is only from the root of a word whose verb form is formed with a hey at the end of the word, like Moshe, to take out, Bono, to build, also to do, Tziva, to command, Pano, to turn. When one comes to say in any of these verbs, Pa'alti, um, I did, in other words, first person, past tense, a yud replaces the hey, Osisi. I did, Bonisi, I built, Bonisi, I turned, Sivisi, I commanded. So here it is, Moshisi, I have pulled out.